Welcome to Share the Bytes, Episode 30, Grid Tide Solar Part 2. Well, hello, Grant. We meet once again. Ian, how are you? I'm doing super fantastic, my friend. <laughs> so, you're bringing something uh, special to us today, and it's kind of a sequel of sorts. Yep, I've been using my uh, grid-tied solar panels for a little while now that we talked about before, and uh, they've been running well. Ah, super awesome. So why don't you kind of just give us a quick recap on what these uh, solar panels were meant, made for? So I went on Amazon and bought the 100-watt solar panel that was uh, cheap. And uh, it turned out I needed four of them to power one of these um, uh, microinverters. So I hooked them up and I threw them up on the, the back of a um, back of a pergola. And it's a you know, wooden structure in the back and threw them up there and ran a wire to the house. And lo and behold... It's supplying power. So then I installed the Emporia power monitor, and I can see how much power they're putting out every day. Oh, fantastic. And you're tying, and we call it grid-tied solar because you're tying that into your house's electrical grid, correct? Yes. And so the Emporia is a whole house monitor for electricity. And so I specifically put some uh, leads to uh, measure how much power is coming in from the solar panels on an existing circuit. And so the microinverter takes the DC power from the power uh, from the solar panels and puts them right into the house, and they're used uh, that that's used first, and then whatever else the house needs, it pulls straight from the grid. Ah, oh, that's super awesome. So, what are the updates you've had? You've uh, you've been running this thing for what almost six months now, is hasn't it? Yeah, it's been, uh, I believe it was October that I put them online. And even on the cloudy days, I still get a little bit of electricity. Um, I'm yeah, getting something's about, better than nothing. Yeah, I'm getting about 1.2 kilowatts per day. So that's pretty good. You know, that's uh, not, when the house is quiet, you know, in the evening and stuff, it's less than a kilowatt, um, about half a kilowatt, something like that. And then during the days, all the power usage, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we haven't had the sweltering need for air conditioning, which pulls a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been lowering the electricity bills, but not, you know, outperforming the needs of the house at any one time. Yeah. So I'm never exporting energy. There's no net metering involved. Yeah. But uh, with the with current, my... yeah, but with the current lockdown restrictions because of COVID, you know, working from home, you know, people maybe. Uh, saving money on gas, you know, because they're not driving as much and probably food, not eating out as much. But, you know, all that money is really going towards your electricity bill um, because you're just now inside your house the whole time. So, yeah, the uh, tax incentives were extended this year. So last year you got a 26 percent uh, uh, tax write off for uh, solar panel installations. And that continues this year. That was renewed. And this is for the state of California? Uh, yeah, I want to say it's California, yeah. Okay, cool. So what are the updates you've made? Uh, what have you learned from running these solar panels into your house? 
Well, a lot of what I've learned hasn't been from the solar panels, but more from the uh, energy monitor, the Emporia uh, device that I connected. And so it's on Wi-Fi and I can get a per second or per minute or per hour or per day chart of exactly what's going on on, on the circuits that I have it uh, specifically monitoring and the whole house. So there's uh, the one device uh, has leads for specific circuits and a whole house monitor. So that's how I'm able to measure. And it's really been interesting looking at uh, sort of the gray days with uh, a lot of not a lot of sun. Uh, you know, you don't get as much energy. Um, but and I'm only having, you know, sm one small uh, installation here. Um, it's not a full installation by any means, but I, I need to talk to my landlord, and that's been the problem. Most uh, landlords are not really amenable to to doing this kind of installation. Yeah, because uh, it requires you know some alterations to the house, which of course you know can make landlords uh, nervous. So that's understandable. But like, what what have you been able to do so far? You said you've learned from this energy meter, has it made you change the way you use power yeah. in your house? Yeah, more it's been awareness and uh, uh, increased awareness. And that's actually one of the benefits of having one of these monitors is you don't even think about it until you start measuring it and looking at it and seeing the effects of, you know, any particular light switch or appliance or, or something going on. So the general awareness has been the, the big thing. Um, as far as the solar panels themselves, they've just been working, <laughs> which is nice. Um, now, have and you kept I would them love in, to have you kept those, it up and install more. Yeah, have you kept those panels in the same place this whole time? I have. Uh, recently, I uh, changed the angle uh, to catch more of the sun. So during when the sun is low in the sky, you want to angle it a little bit lower, and then as you know. In, uh, in the summer months, it's more directly overhead, so you angle them back and more pointing straight up, straight right toward the sun. Very nice. So let me ask you this. Now that you've had some experience with the panels and the inverter and now this new awareness of how power is used in your house, is there anything that you would have done differently uh, starting out? Probably I would have gone straight to uh, one of the larger panels. Uh, these microinverters require a significant amount of, well, they, they require, they're built for one of the larger panels. And I started out with some smaller panels and I messed around and eventually I, you know, wired four panels up together, uh, two uh, in parallel, two in series. So um, two strings of two, basically, mm -hmm. uh, for the input. Okay. And so that's how I wired it up eventually. But I would probably, if I had to do it again, just buy one larger panel that's like 300, 400 watts out of the gate. Got it. And these panels, uh, they're running DC into the inverter and the inverter is converting it to AC for your house. Yeah, the microinverter is the way to go, really, because uh, it's higher voltage and therefore you don't need as much amps running through the wires. So you don't have to use... Uh, heavy, heavy wire like you would for a DC connection, and there's less loss. Oh, oh, very good, very interesting. Yeah, microinverters work with uh, with AC uh, generally, and uh, the DC is you know the more traditional technology. But a lot of places I think are are going directly to microinverters because you can with a string inverter there are other challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and so with the microinverters, um, there are more moving parts. There are, um, and the cost is out, you know, in the individual panels themselves, but there's less uh, loss overall. If there's like partial covering of panels and stuff like that, um, the panels act independently as opposed to bringing down the whole system if there's a partial coverage of, of sunlight. Got it, got it. Now, what is, have you gotten any feedback from this from anybody else like in the household or who's visited? Yeah, I mean, they all think it's great. Um, and I know that every, actually starting this year, 2021, every single new home in California must have solar panels. Oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah, so this is going to become more and more of a, a sort of catching up thing for the older homes uh, as, you know, these benefits are still uh, available for the tax write-offs and things like that. It really makes more sense. Um, and so what... I need to do is really get my ducks in a row and present it to the landlord in a way that she'll understand that a it's lowering the our exorbitant bills due to the you know uh, leaky nature of the house uh, in the summertime we've had very high electricity bills and so that's what I want to do before the summer comes um, but also it's you know people are going to start expecting this because it'll be on every new house and not on the old houses and you know electricity bills. Um, are expensive and getting more expensive so yeah yeah yes indeed so that's um, uh, the size of it um, they've been going well um, I've learned a lot passively I'm getting ready to I'm collecting some quotes from some companies to make it uh, attractive and, and lay out the different options for my landlord um, not a lot of landlords go for this because it is a financial investment but uh, if you Purchase the, there's a couple ways to do it actually. If you really wanted to install solar panels, one would be to like lease them and you don't own them. And then there's a power buyback program, but that can get really complicated at escrow if you ever want to sell the house. So the recommended way and the cleanest way is really to buy the panels. But if you buy the panels, there's probably a loan uh, for the installation, uh, depending on the size of the system and the panels and things like that. It can cost $20,000. Oh wow! Which is not something you want to do out of pocket. Yeah. So I mean, but are it these can pay pen... for itself in just a few years. Yeah, but I mean, if we're talking, you know, such a significant investment, I imagine that this is not these panels are not these small uh, attachments to your house. These are probably you know physically rather large. I would imagine. Yes. Yes. Um, so. It's not so much the size, but it's the uh, the finances because generally landlords don't pay the electricity bill, right? So the, mm -hmm. the renters do, uh, but the renters are the ones that need the solar panels if they're paying the electricity bill. So it's a shifting uh, from the paying the electricity bill to paying some of that loan plus whatever electricity bill is left over. So it's a, a, a shift of financial burden from the renter to the landlord, to the person that owns the house. Yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah, it's uh, very interesting. So, you know, it can be compensated for. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. And it makes more sense overall, but um, it's not, you know, as clear cut as if I own the house yeah. and, you know, I want to install it myself and I see the, the benefits directly myself. Yeah. So when you're talking about like loans and financing, you know, we're getting to more of the you know, uh, business part of it. So yeah. are is this something that banks are willing to 
invest in for, you know, providing loans for this? Do they see this as putting in equity into a house, you know, value to a house? Yes. The, the property value does go up um, and there's a tax write-off, uh, at least uh, through the end of the year at 26%. And then it's supposed to drop, I think, like 20% uh, in the next year or two. Um, but the again, it, it was supposed to be 20% this year, but they kept the 26%. So they uh, extended that benefit. And so um, I think, you know, with the new houses having solar panels, it's really going to be important that, um, you know, for renters, it's going to become more and more, I think, expected that solar panels are on the house. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious. I mean, some of our listeners might think, oh, well, if that this is the case and I can save on my electricity costs, I might as well just as put as many as I can fit on my roof. But I mean, is there a, you know, diminished returns with the amount you try to install? Like, I mean, you know, from a, both from a cost prohibition point of view, as well as, you know, return on electrical use. Yes, definitely. So um, it really depends on uh, how you want to uh, address it. Um, If you install enough solar panels to get your bill to a manageable, you're not going to have as large an installation size as somebody else. Um, but actually looking at it and monitoring it, you're only getting the electricity during the day, not at the night, you know, not at, not at, uh, you know, cloudy days. So, uh, installing a, a panel, a larger panel size or larger installation size really makes a lot of sense if you want to really compensate for all the electricity and do net metering, which is an arrangement that you do with PG&E, for the electricity. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, you know, the next question is, is, you know, if you do have a large enough setup that, or let's say you're just not home, you know, that electricity is kind of going to waste because you either have the choice of trying to sell it back into the grid, which, you know, sometimes is or is not possible, or you can try to store that captured energy in battery packs. I know that's something that Tesla really wants to do. And, you know, with some houses, they've done that. It really gets interesting once you have the panels on there, uh, what you do uh, with the electricity. Um, PG&E is a really nice system. It's called net metering, and they will uh, um, work with you as far as uh, doing a, a net flow of electricity during the day and the nighttime and such, and charge you just for what you use. Um, selling it back into the, you know, if you're overproducing during the day, um, it'll just be net out, I believe, uh, with PG&E with the current system. Although I haven't done it myself. That's my understanding. Um, other electricity, uh, companies would have a different arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they all have, there's no standard rules for electric companies on how to handle generating of, you know, customers generating their own power and how to, how that's used. Although it makes sense to, generate as much as you can from solar because especially in California over the past while past number of years not recently in last couple of years but before that there were problems there were outages Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's another uh, factor that you mentioned if you have enough solar panel to power not only your house but have some extra it makes a whole lot of sense for you to have a battery which is becoming more and more popular especially in Australia they're doing a lot of this Installing a battery so that if there is a power outage on the grid, you don't go down, which is very attractive. But you need a big battery for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I can actually see this being really useful for 
you know, t- you know, smaller homes, you know, t- or or what they call tiny homes, especially if you want to, you know, I wouldn't say live completely off the grid, but you know, try to minimize your footprint. And certainly with the housing crisis, California is seeing, and the push of hey, let's build smaller, you know, in like denser areas, you know, it requires a lot more than just you know saying I'm going to do it. You know, there's zoning issues and everything like that. But you know, you put all this stuff together, I mean, you can uh, really have a sustainable model. It makes a whole lot of sense to use the electricity from the big, you know, ball of light in the sky that is raining down on us all the time yeah. and not use other sources. And the more panels we can have, if it, you can make it financially you know, beneficial to everybody, it makes sense. Yeah. It really does in the overall scheme of things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in a, if you do the installation and you have batteries and things like that, you can roll that into the financing and it can make sense and uh, provide a more secure flow of electricity just in case there's an outage like we've had here in California. Yes. So, you know, with some last thoughts, you had mentioned that your next step is you, you or you would like to do a uh, bigger panel, you know, certainly and, you know, get more uh, electricity in the grid. But, you know, let's think about, you know, the next six months, uh, what what is your do you have any plans or any ideas or you know kind of what would you like to see uh, happen with your setup? So mine was a proof of concept. Uh, make sure I can get it working. Make sure that you know the the sun is out and I want to see like with the monitor. And so it was a good experiment and it's successful. So what I really need to do is you know roll up my sleeves and uh, put together a proposal so that we can get a bunch of solar panels installed uh in a in a large scale manner with or without a battery that's going to help a lot and set up with net metering and and uh, work with the landlord very nice so yeah can't wait to see that happen and uh, get an update so let us know how it goes will do all right well until next time grant okay Ian. uh we will talk to you soon and uh I'm actually working on a very small maybe i'll move my solar panels over to my tiny house and uh you know, have a 12 volt DC system up uh, one of these days uh, for that. Fantastic. All right. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>